you're listening to It's Complicated, doing business during coronavirus, a weekly podcast produced by Atlanta Business Chronicle. I'm Crystal Edmondson. Each week, we'll bring you interviews, information, and insight to empower you during these extraordinary times. This week, we look to the future of cities. The one thing that we are watching closely is if revenues are going to be declining in some key areas, what will cities have to cut or will they have to raise taxes to offset these losses? Also, how UPS plans to deliver on diversity in the future by looking at its past in a new book. It's been very inspirational as well as motivational to know that people were succeeding and were being supportive of each other as we were uh, working in different capacities. Before we get to all that, here are this week's top business headlines, three stories you need to know about. First, Atlanta's Rosalind Brewer has been tapped to be the next CEO of Walgreens. She'll leave her post as chief operating officer at Starbucks next month. Brewer has deep ties to Atlanta. She chairs the trustee board at her alma mater, Spelman College, and is a trustee at the Westminster Schools. When Brewer heads to Walgreens, she'll be the only black woman leading a Fortune 500 company. Second, Porsche Cars North America is revving up support for Morehouse College. This fall, the Atlanta-based importer of German sports cars and SUVs will fund scholarships to Morehouse business students and also launch a virtual lecture series at the HBCU to drive more interest in the automotive industry. Third, the music is fading at the landmark Disco Kroger. The grocery store that's anchored Piedmont Peachtree Crossing for 45 years is targeted for demolition as part of a proposed overhaul of the Buckhead Shopping Center. Not to worry, though. A new Kroger is expected to be built in its place. You can read about all of those stories on our website, atlantabusinesschronicle.com. No one knows exactly the long-term effect the coronavirus will have on the way we live and the way we work. And on a bigger scale, the lasting imprint the pandemic will have on cities. That's the topic of a new series Atlanta Business Chronicle will launch starting next week called The Future of Cities. I caught up with Doug Sams, commercial real estate editor at Atlanta Business Chronicle, to ask him what the project team hopes to uncover. What we're trying to find out is how has the pandemic impacted the growth of Atlanta and its budget at a time when just prior to the onset of the pandemic, Atlanta was continuing to enjoy an urban renaissance. And what I'm talking about is the amount of money and development pouring into the urban core. You know, I think as people began to, rightfully so, feel a sense of optimism in terms of vaccines coming and getting back to a sense of normalcy, um, it appears we're going to be feeling the effect uh, of the pandemic well beyond this year into, you know, next year and, and, and many years to come if the data uh, prove right. Correct. The impacts are, are wide and varied. Even something like the revitalization of the city's core could be impacted because if you remember a couple of years ago the city made revitalizing the gulch a priority right and they the city 
said that it was going to fund the long-term costs in part with retail sales revenues, right? Well, we know that the pandemic has completely upended the model for retail. Um, it's hard to see how long-term retail sales that we're going to fund the revitalization of the gulch are not going to be impacted, right? And will the city have to adjust as a result? We just don't know yet. I mean, when you think about the amount of money pouring pouring into the urban core, as you put it, um, people thought 2020 was going to be a phenomenal year. And so given the pandemic and all that's happened, you talk about budgets. I mean, could we see a change in the way things like major projects, governments, tourism, marketing, I mean, funding across the board, could we see a major change in how that happens moving forward? Well, we hope the goal of the project is to kind of give a roadmap for the, I guess, the response that cities are going to take to losing key revenues because of the COVID crisis. And that's our first goal is to let you know what's been impacted the most. And then another primary goal for the project is to show you what's going to potentially happen going forward. And the one thing that we are watching closely is if revenues are going to be declining in some key areas, what will cities have to cut in terms of their services to respond? Or will they have to raise taxes, fees, and other other sources of revenue to offset these losses? It's going to be a really interesting period for American cities, including Atlanta. Now, Doug says Atlanta won't be the only city in the metro area that reporters will look at. Other nearby cities and those in the suburbs also face potential long-term effects from the pandemic. The nation's largest delivery companies, including Atlanta-based UPS, are playing a key role in distributing coronavirus vaccines across the country right now. But UPS is also taking on another major challenge facing the nation and corporate America, systemic racism. Brown released a book this week called Black Voices from Big Brown. It chronicles stories of black executives at UPS with a hope those stories can inform the company's path forward. I spoke with Charlene Thomas, UPS's new Chief Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Officer, about the project. But we began our conversation with her first job at UPS. So I joined UPS nearly 32 years ago. I started as a part-time package handler in Westchester, Pennsylvania, while I was a full-time student at Temple University. What was it like back then? What was it like 32 years ago? It was a very labor-intense type of uh, environment. There weren't a lot of females. Um, most of the minorities that uh, were in the facility were in the capacity of drivers. So in thinking about um, people's accounts in the book, what were some things that did, did some of those stories sound similar to yours? A large uh, contingent of those black leaders I either worked with or knew of. So uh, it's been very inspirational as well as motivational 
to know that people were succeeding and were being supportive of each other as we were uh, working in different capacities. How do some of the lessons that came out, some of the, the stories and accounts that came out in the book inform UPS's path forward? I recall um, a personal story of my own that really influenced our path forward when it really uh, came down to there was an incident that I had when I was an account executive uh, when I went to uh, do a scheduled uh, account review with the shipping manager. And when I arrived and when the shipping manager came to greet me in the in the waiting room, he stated that he didn't need uh, to meet with me because he had spoken with someone else on the phone who was white. I did inform him that he actually spoke with me uh, and that I had set the appointment. And, and since he had turned me away, I went back and met with my manager. Uh, in our discussion, the manager told me that that was not something that UPS was going to accept from a customer uh, nor were they going to not address it directly with the shipping company and let the company know uh, what had happened as well as addressing the shipping manager. As I think about that that experience, um, I think about folks who are outside of the company, but I also wonder what message the release of the book, what message that sends internally to managers and employees about you know, really where UPS stands today and moving forward when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion. We want to make sure people understand that they are welcome to work here. Uh, additionally, we know that uh, we have instituted training to make sure that not only are we just telling people it's not acceptable, we're holding our leadership and our leaders accountable uh, in the form of unconscious bias as well as professionals and performance training can you talk a little bit about what success looks like uh, with the unveiling of this book? We want to do this for the motivation of our internal employees to make sure that they recognize this is just the beginning of our future and that they, too, can have their chapter in their own story and their own book um, that they can help write. Proceeds from the book will go to the March Foundation, an organization founded by Ken Jarvis, UPS's first black package car driver. The March Foundation provides scholarships to students attending HBCUs. But since the pandemic, March has also been donating funds to food banks as well. Before we go, you may want to mark your calendar for our next virtual event. Atlanta Business Chronicle will host its Leaders in Corporate Citizenship Awards, honoring those who achieve social good and corporate success. That event is on Thursday, February 18th. You can register and find out more information on our website, atlantabusinesschronicle.com. Just click on the Events tab. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Atlanta Business Chronicles podcast. It's complicated doing business during coronavirus. Thanks for listening. I'm Crystal Edmondson. Stay safe, everybody. Love, 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 love.